0: So obviously, want to talk about the album and talk about the Shinedown tour and get your opinion, talk a little music, because uh, we're all just music fans in the end. But uh, yeah, no way to kind of not talk about the past year and a half or so that we've all had to endure with this pandemic and craziness. And I was trying to put myself in your shoes. Crazy, you're slugging it out in clubs for decades. Finally get the major label signing, and then there's a pandemic. But kind of take me back yeah. and walk me through that time period. When did it all kind of go down with uh, John Varvey? in the timeline with the pandemic like March of 2020 where were you at oh march
1: 2020 I was I was here' was in Seattle man and we were uh you know kind of sweating uh just kind of curious if the, if the deal was still going to go through man so we were really trying hard to seal the deal in February of 2020 I'd already flown out so we, we'd already done a showcase here in Seattle had done a show uh, john had flown out with the r uh, rep for the label uh, they loved it, but, uh, you know, Scott had to see us. Obviously, Scott Borchetta had to see us. So we had flown out in that February out to uh, to Nashville to do a showcase for Scott and label. Uh, they loved it. And in March, we were, still, we were nervous because uh, everything's shutting down, and we had no idea what was going to happen next. You know, luckily by May, you know, the, the deal was sealed, and, you know, we were on our way.
0: Oh, man. So you had to wait from February to May for things to actually happen. So you were just sweating it out during those first few months.
1: Ooh. <laughs> yeah, man, it was definitely a stressful time period, bro. You know, you, you, you work your whole life. I mean, you know, I, I had an independent label. I was doing great indie-wise, indie, indie wise, but like, you know, I hit that point where, you know, as an indie artist, I, I, I knew what I knew and that was it. You know, I didn't have the connects or like the, the funding even to help push me to that next little place I need to get to. So um, it was a moment for me, you know, that getting signed was was going to be a big deal for me. And, um, you know, I was really nervous that those things weren't going to come into fruition, but lucky for me, they did, you know.
0: And how far along were you at that point with the album Child of the State?
1: Uh, I'd say it was probably about half done. You know, we, we had came to the label with, with had already having record, recorded a bunch of stuff and uh, and they, they wanted to push for a few more songs. So, you know, we were about half done. By the time I got signed, uh, we started pushing for the second half of the record after that. So I went on a big writing trip and, uh, you know, I, I recorded some stuff here in Seattle, uh, I recorded some stuff uh, in Nashville and then did some stuff in L.A. Uh, but we were about halfway done and we, we were real close.
0: Well, it's a great album. Finally glad to have it all out and been loving been playing all the singles and the latest one supercharged. <laughs> loving that one. I was loving the video and kind of kind of curious, man. Are, are you really just drinking and hanging out with friends or are those all actors and you're drinking H2O?
1: No, those are all homies. And we were literally drinking and just hanging out, man. <laughs> those, are, those are all friends, man. That was my thing. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm from Seattle. You know, I don't know if Seattle's and Seattle artists are most known for, for writing happy songs, you know. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of those, that music, you know, it's dark. You know, my music is, is like darker. comes from a cloudy, rainy place, you know. And so uh, Supercharged was kind of a more upbeat song. And I was like, man, let me celebrate. Like, let me, let me take a moment to like actually show, show myself having fun with my friends. And, you know, some of those cats were just random cats we saw at the bar. You <laughs> we were like, "Do you want to be in music video?" And they're like, uh, "Is there free booze?" You're like, "Yeah." And they're like, "We're in." <laughs> so you know, so it all it all came uh, came together well, man. But I i wanted to show people that I was just having a good time. You know that, that my life is is on the up and up, and things were going well for me.
0: Yeah, it was great to see, especially with Mercy kind of being a more uh, serious song, and, and then kind of the the opposite of that. The juxtaposition was supercharged. Kind of the more fun, upbeat song. Really, kind of cool to see both sides of the coin.
1: Yeah, man, yeah. I mean, you know, you can't you can't just like feed people all the darkness, man. You know, even though like my soul is as is, is black as night. Like <laughs> I I feel like it's really important to show people that like I'm I am successful, you know, like I, I moved into a nice house, my family and you know, I'm I'm doing great, you know. So I think it's important to keep showing people that I'm still having fun. And that uh, things are going well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, think, I think that it plays in the album too. I mean, you really do get kind of all sides. It's not just one gear for the whole album. And there's acoustic songs, slow songs, fast songs. It's it's a really good ride. The love in the album, Child of State.
1: Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, it, it was a ride for me to record. Even I appreciate that, man.
0: And uh, speaking of the tour, it, I mean, must be great to go out with the Machine Shine Down. We got you here coming in L.A. on January the 28th, and uh, you got to be excited to play with those guys, I imagine.
1: Man, I, I'm super excited. You know, we, we had the um, – towards the, the fall of last year, you know, we did some extensive touring with those guys. We picked up a lot. I mean, those guys are so seasoned at what they do, I and mean, uh, eight of them are incredible musicians Um, and ha- put on one hell of a show, man. And So, you know, we picked up a lot touring with those guys, and we were just happy enough that that they would – pick us up again to, to keep pushing, pushing us to the next thing, man. So, you know, to, to be touring with those guys, amazing. Also, Pop Evil, another really great band, really, really cool cats, man. So, you know, the, the trend just continues um, for us. You know, we're going to stay on the up and up and, and hopefully keep, keep making a name for ourselves and, you know, keep pushing on through.
0: Any dreams about any headlining shows or is it planned to just keep opening for everybody for as long as you can?
1: Um, it's a little both, right? So, we're going to keep sprinkling in headlining shows as we're opening for bigger acts and moving along. You know, um, you know as, as this, uh, my fan base and as the crowd grows, we're Gonna keep trying to do something special for the crowds uh, at the same time, simultaneously while, while doing some bigger shows too. You know, it's it's important to keep opening for these bigger acts and showcasing what we can do with these guys. But it's also really important to make sure these fans know that like we're we're here for them too. You know, so the headlining action is really important moving forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously you got to got to get your name out there and, and get in front of other people's audience. But man, that that album is dying to be heard live. And looking forward to the show and hearing some of those tunes live. But man, I'd love to hear the entire album be be stretched out and play live because you probably only got what five six songs.
1: Yeah. I mean when you you know I think we got something like a forty five minute set or half hour set I, I have to recheck. But you know in that time period we we only get about five five or six songs, maybe seven if we're lucky. And uh you know we try to stretch it out too, you know, we try to give people a taste but it's it really is just highlighting the best of the best and putting it out there for the for the the opening shows.
0: Yeah just all singles at this point for you man. You got so many singles to roll yeah. through <laughs>
1: That's true,
0: man. And, you know, I'm curious, too, man. You're a guy that plays guitar and sings. (laughs) And and any aspirations to put down the guitar? Would you feel naked without the guitar at this point in time?
1: Oh, man, I would feel naked, I think. (laughs) You know, like, it's been with me since I was just just a little kid, man, so it would be hard for me to just put it down. But, you know, um, I think something that I think people aren't as hip to is the fact that, like, I have a hand in producing and kind of playing multi-instrumental, being multi-instrumental on my record, you know? And so um, as I open up more, you know, I'm getting – I'm still new to exposing myself to a vast audience. I'm pretty – you know, I try to be pretty private, especially with my family, and and as, as fame is growing, you know, I try to keep, you know, those things that are close to my heart really close to me um but I'm, I'm working on you know this next year opening up and kind of exposing more of what it is the process that i go through and so that people can really see uh, what it is that i do you know i don't just just write and play but i, I can produce I, I play a little piano i play a little bass i do a little bit a uh, little bit of everything except for the drums i'm, I'm not a great drummer so <laughs> i will say that but um everything else you know like, i think people will be surprised to know how much work i put on these records
0: i was gonna say actually about the drums didn't you start on drums i thought i read you started on drums
1: Oh, yeah, I did. I gave it up like <laughs> shortly after, <laughs> you know, I started out on drums. I mean, but but I tell you what it did for me is it created um, kind of this rhythmic mind of mine. So whenever I'm writing music, I'm coming from the perspective of rhythm rather than coming through it as a guitar player. And then the guitar is kind of my, my, my melodic soul, you know.
0: Mm, I bet that helps with the singing, too, keeping you on beat and everything.
1: Definitely, man. I mean, like I I love I'm a big lover of beats and hip hop and, you know, all all these rhythm based musics. Um, And so, you know, for me, it is really important to come from that perspective and definitely pay homage to that history. You know, growing up in in, in the hood, man, here in the Central District, like, you know, hip hop was reign supreme. So I I do the best I can to always involve something that that pays homage to hip hop.
0: Hey, I mentioned it at the top, just being music fans. Curious, you're talking in hip-hop. Who Who's your favorite rapper of all time? Do you have a favorite MC? So I'll start by telling you mine. Mine, without a doubt, right. Ice Cube.
1: Ice Cube, bro. Okay, yeah, I feel you on that, man. I, I, I actually love Ice Cube, man. He, he actually had one, one of the best deliveries in hip-hop. Um, I would have to say, you know... Being a 90s baby, man, you know, I I grew up, Eminem hit harder than anybody when I was a kid. Uh, people talk about the last rock star, um, you know, being like Kurt Cobain, but I remember being a kid when Eminem came out, and even black kids <laughs> were bleaching their hair and wearing t-shirts and blue jeans, you know what I'm saying? So uh, Eminem would definitely have to be up there, but I don't know. I don't know if you can beat the West Coast Tupac, though, man. I, I don't know. It's yeah. hard to say for me. I'd be saying it has to be between Biggie, Tupac, and Eminem for me.
0: Ah, I love it. I love it. And, you know, talking, talking fandom and and geeking out about music, you being a Seattle guy, I have to get this one into you because I'm a big music nerd, right? You're a music fan. I'm a music fan. Being a radio guy. So I like to put bands in categories and then kind of make people choose their favorite, kind of like with your favorite rapper. So I'm going to do it Seattle based, kind of going back to the 90s. For what I like to call the Flannel Five, the bands that ruled the, right. the 90s, the rock bands. So obviously, you can tell wow. where I'm going Nirvana, Pearl yep. Jam, STP, kind of the, the one not from Seattle, but I still think they're in that group. STP, Allison Chains, and Soundgarden. Who's, who's your numero uno out of the Flannel Five?
1: Man, that's that's hard to say uh, just because it was all... I mean, so grunge was so funny because it, was, it wasn't really a genre so much as it was like a way to say that these guys are from Seattle and they play the sound, you know. Um, Pearl Jam, is it definitely d- dips into the blues rock. I'd say Alice in Chains is kind of the same thing, whereas like Nirvana is more punk. And I, I could say the same for Soundgarden, right? So, uh, But I'd have to say Alice in Chains... Is probably my favorite of of all those all those groups, man. I mean yeah. that, that was the group for me that it just spoke to me. I mean, not only did they pay homage to like this this really um, this new thing, which was grunge at the time, but like you know Jerry Cantrell as a guitar player was coming from a blues p- place, man. He was playing he was paying homage to all, all the old Seattle sounds, man. So I, I have to say, Alice in Chains had had the soul for me, and I, I'm gonna have to go with those guys.
0: I know there's a reason why I loved you. That's that's my numero uno too, man. I mean the, Oh yeah. Oh I mean, yeah man. Like you said, Jerry's guitar and then we can't forget about those haunting vocals, man. Those melodies Come that they on, created man. together are just insane.
1: Man, Lane Staley, Lane Staley is unmatched when, when it comes to his, the way he delivered his vocals. I mean, I, obviously, people talk about Chris Cornell, and undoubtedly one of the best of all time, greatest singers in general of all time. But, but there was a sound about Lane Staley's voice that, that haunts us forever, man. And, it's, and it's, it's just tragic how his life ended, but almost fitting in a way. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, with, with the way he sounded, the way he was expressing himself, it, you could hear the pain in his voice, man. And uh, he would forever be remembered as that guy.
0: Yeah, and shout out to William Duvall, who's doing a, done a great job. And I, I, I like him playing guitar in the band and a second guitar and kind of sludging up things a little bit, too, now.
1: Yeah, man, I, I think William has done great. I mean, those are, those are big shoes to fill. And uh, William, William has done an excellent job of, 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 um, of definitely, you know, bringing, bringing that vocal style, um, you know, paying homage and respect to that vocal style and, and being able to still make it his own without taking it too far away from its, its origins, you know.
0: Do you have a favorite Allison in Chains tune we could play on the radio for you?
1: Oh man, uh, rain when I die, bro. Uh, <laughs> Dude, you'd be <laughs> that's surprised. That's bro.
0: So many musicians say that. Pick that tune; it's amazing.
1: Man, it's an incredible tune, man. I mean, them bones is good too, but like uh, the, the, the rooster was dope too, man. But rain when I die—that's that's a song right there, man. That, there's something so poetic about that line. You know?
0: <laughs> I like damn the river for some reason. That's that's my go-to. Oh,
1: that's interesting, man. That's a good one too. I, I, that's kind of a little off the beaten path, though. But I like that song as well.
0: You know, speaking of Seattle, I've only been there once, but uh, I I thought I had read that uh, the Crocodile closed, but then I learned it it just moved, right?
1: Yeah, so the 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 Crocodile, legendary venue here in Seattle for cats. I don't know, man. Actually, that's where I, I built a lot of my career it started right there, man. You know, we I had multiple sold out shows in Seattle and, and at the Crocodile in Seattle, and they gave me a shot before anybody really did, man. So, um, so but the uh, the Crocodile, we thought I, I thought the same thing, I thought it had closed down, but it turns out they moved to a bigger space about a block away. Called El Corazon, and it's a much it's like a—it's—it's it's a multi-venue space, so they can they can put on multiple shows and bigger shows, you know. So I think that's going to be the spot. I have yet to visit. Um, I, I need to make up make my way down that way, but <laughs> that is the spot, man.
0: Yeah, when I went a few years ago, man, I was like, I got to go to the Crocodile Club, such a legendary space. And you know, it's talking a little hometown turf. I, I imagine you're a Seahawks fan. You think Russell Wilson's done? You think he's he's, he's done as a Seahawk?
1: hard to say man you know it's it's really hard to say he might be i mean it's i mean it, there's the, the definitely kind of given uh vague clues as to, as to what's going to happen with Russell. But I, I will say in the last couple of years, you know, it's been hard. You know, I, I remember when he first started being a long, life lifelong Seattle fan. And if you're a Seattle sports fan, you, you're in it because you just love this town <laughs> because Seattle sports doesn't really have the reputation of being the greatest, unless we're talking about the Seattle storm, you know, those are, and, and, and you could probably even put the sounders in that conversation too. But when we talk about football and basketball and and, and now hockey, like we don't really have the greatest reputation. So I remember when Russell first got here, and he electrified the city, man. I mean, he really he brought something so special to the table. Um, but I honestly feel like in, in these most, more recent years, maybe two or three years, you kind of see him kind of get a little older, and his game has changed a little bit. So I don't know if his heart is still in it uh, the way it used to be. So it's hard to say right now, but I have a feeling he's going to be moving on to a different team. That's just my personal opinion. But I, I'd love to have him still, but I, I just kind of can see that the fire has kind of gone out for him.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's time for time for a change, time for a rebuild, time to kind of start over again. But do you mentioned it too? I was curious, have you been to a Kraken game yet? I think that's like the coolest mascot in in all of hockey. Certainly better than the Wild or the Blues or something like that. But
1: have you right. been to a Kraken game yet? <laughs> yeah, I did, man. Uh so they they actually used my song, voice from the Puget Sound. Uh, they use it all year as the uh, the intro for when the, the players come onto the ice. Nice! Uh, and so so I got an opportunity to, uh, to play the national anthem, and they gave me ringside seats during the ESPN game, man, which is great, man. So I, I got to go enjoy myself and, and see the game, man, you know, up close and personal. And, you know, I've never really been a huge hockey fan growing up in the Northwest. You know, we don't have to meet we didn't have a hockey team until now. Uh, but going to the game was so eye-opening, man. It was really sweet. I I, I loved how fast paced it was. And, you know, just there's a t- such a science to it, I think, that is something that is so attractive about the game. So so it really got me into hockey, and I can't wait to, to go see more. You know, I want to go to more games and, and visit more around the country as I'm touring and doing all that. You know.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of the funnest sports live. I love baseball, but it's boring to watch live. And hockey, man, you can't blink; you'll miss something.
1: It's the polar opposite of baseball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, seriously. It's the polar opposite. Like it, it's so fast. I mean, that's what I love about it, and just how the hard hits, the attitude, like the only sport where they let, they let them duke it out. Man, there's yeah. something about that that is just so so pure. You know.
0: I love it Love it Dude I appreciate all the time Last thing I gotta hit you with We're an old school radio station We do every night at 10pm Which you're gonna be a part of Mandatory Metallica And dude you just played with Metallica At Aftershock Please tell me You, you sat on the side of the stage And watched them
1: They didn't have anybody my side stage But I definitely saw their show You know we had a, a couple of shows With those guys We played Aftershock with them And then we played Live with them live I got to see them a couple of times This summer But Aftershock was definitely the, the big one for me And it was incredible man I mean it, it was <laughs> I mean there are only a handful of bands that i can say i've seen live that really just like took my breath away man and it was to see metallica after all these years because you know you grow up with these bands and they just become kind of a part of your ether you know um you can say that for the rolling stones you can say that for you know a lot of bands over time that have just been stuck with you like even even the food fires and i saw the food fire same thing man it's like you forget how many songs of theirs that you know until you see them live and you're like oh my effing God, I'm watching Metallica right now, live on the stage. Just blow it up, you know. So it was it was one of the most epic uh, shows I've ever seen, honestly.
0: Want to play a Metallica tune for you? Do you have a favorite Metallica tune we could play? The Four Horsemen, man. Oh, going old school, going old school. I love yeah, it.
1: Yeah, that's right, man. That's right. Four Horsemen is my jam, bro. I love that song.
0: Is it the riffs or, or Hetfield's vocals or both? Or what is it for you?
1: It's the riff, bro. So like I was talking, so I actually had a, a talk to a UK publication about this recently. And they're like, why do you love this song so much? That song switches beats like like 14 different times. <laughs> it's incredible, bro. It's like four different songs in one. It's amazing. I love it.
0: Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time. Best of luck on the tour and with the album. And uh, can't wait for the Wiltern show.
1: Yeah, man. We'll see you here soon, brother. I'll see probably in a couple of weeks here, man.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Safe travels. Thank you, man. Take care now.